Jared, we're back again, bro. Episode two already, cunt. Let's fucking go, man. Yeah, I've been itching for this one, hey. Have you? Oh, dude. Yeah, I have. Dude, I'm fucking... Dude, I was listening back to... I listened to the whole episode on my way back to Perth. And, bro, I was so staticky. And, like, what really gets me is that I've done, like, at least 80 podcasts in my lifetime. And it's crazy when you step out of your comfort zone and do something that, like, you're really more passionate about, like, how you could just like crumble a little bit. Like, even though I think the episode was really good and I think we spoke well about the movies and that, but I was a bit like staticky. I don't know. Eh? Like, I don't know if you listen to it. I feel like it when you have a little bit more passion to it, more passion, um, there's a lot more, there's a lot more passion that goes into it. So you have heaps of thoughts and then there's too much, too much thought, too many thoughts that's going through your head. And then you just can't articulate what you mean properly because it's just like a whole bunch of ideas coming through. I'm just so excited to talk about it. But we'll get on with this episode because we actually are smashing out two weeks of the horror movie month. Um, if you don't know this, that we're watching a horror movie every day in October, we're watching 31 movies. And I tell you what, Jerem, I'm starting to feel it a little bit now, eh? Yeah, so I did mention in the first episode, but um, to- I kind of called it because towards the end of the month, it's kind of like, all right, well, now it's like more of a chore rather than a passion. Even though it is still a passion, it feels like, fuck, I have to actually go watch all these movies. But there's nothing wrong with that, you know? It's, it's not even that, bro. Like, I just really want to watch Spider-Verse. And I'm, like, behind. Like, I, I'm, I'm now two movies behind you and you're two movies in front of me. And, like, I just want to watch Spider-Verse, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really fiending to watch Across the Spider-Verse. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to watch Across the Spider-Verse because then I might fall behind even more. But hopefully this weekend I can catch up a little bit. But I think, yeah, if we do do this next year, it's just maybe not as many movies, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Or at least giving the weekend off, you know. Yeah, yeah, and like even if you don't watch it during the week and catch up, but I, I when I when I planned this in October, I was actually like, well, I, both of us planned this. We didn't think we we're going to be this busy, really. But the first half was fine, and the second half just built up a lot. I think social life. I agree, and plus, I like sometimes I don't even want to watch horror. Like I watch a horror and then I put something on, and I'm already tired because I've watched an entire movie. Yeah, I want to watch Star Wars. I'm trying to rewatch Star Wars again. Yeah. Um, but then I just keep having these horror movie thoughts in my head and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I actually, you know, it's funny you say, I actually been fucking wigging out, eh? I've actually been thinking, <laughs> I've been thinking I've been seeing shit, eh? Like something wrong past, like run past me shit. Dude, after watching Hereditary, oh, I don't know. Dude, why. I'm, the, I'm the opposite. Um, I reckon this movie month's completely desensitized me because you know what I was like before this. I was like, oh, horror, I'm going to gonna shit myself now it's like oh yeah let's let's go let's watch a horror yeah i'm ready yeah I, i'm not complaining but i don't know like sometimes i swear something just runs past me i'm like what the fuck <laughs> yeah but we'll get on with it um so today i'm very bad podcasting right now i did not bring my letterbox up so last Naughty. week we did eight films and i'm not gonna say it you can go back to the episode and look at the films we rated this week we're gonna do a lot. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bother counting it, but I'm just going to say <laughs> the movies. So we got Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, Annihilation, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Get Out, Midsummer, Midsummer, as what Gerald likes to say. Midsummer, Midsummer. Train to Bushan, The Lighthouse, Fear Street, 1, 2, 3, <laughs> Hereditary, and Poltergeist. 
Um, Can you say train to Busan again for me? Train to Busan? <laughs> what? Dude, you have that little SH there. It's like, it's pretty cute. It's it's train my Bushan. It's the gap between my teeth. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, before we get into it, always want to start the episode of how you going, Gerald? How you going mentally? What have you been up to, bro? Looks like you've moved house. Yeah, so my mic just cut out. I don't know if you can hear me, but yeah, I, yeah, um, I haven't moved house yet. So hopefully in the next month or so, I'll be able to move into the new place. So you'll see a different backdrop. So that's why I've got a a lovely bookshelf behind me at the moment. Um, but yes, I'm doing pretty well mentally. Um, just released my new song. So I've just been doing a little bit of marketing, some resharing and stuff on that. Just working on some new stuff as well, um, but apart from that, it's been it's been pretty busy. Yeah, fucking oath, bro. Congrats on releasing your first song ever, dude. That's a massive milestone. Yeah, thank you. I was pretty nervous, and I'm kind of glad that it's all mastered. It's all put out now, so it's just a matter of people listening to it and vibing out to my stuff. Yeah, that's bro. Keep it up, man. Keep grinding. I know it's hard out there. Are you still doing uni? Um, I've deferred uni because I've kind of realised that towards this half of the year, it's completely. It's completely busy, so next year I'm going to have to just grind it out, complete my degree, and then just do yeah, do my grad stuff, hey? Yeah, I was wondering if you were still doing uni, because I was literally like, there's no way this man fumbles uni, DJing, social life, now this stuff as well, which is pretty crazy, but I don't know. I think, I think you're doing well, bro. I think you're doing really great for yourself. Thank you. I'm really doing the most. Thanks, bro. Are you going you gonna to ask how I am, bro? I was going to ask how you were, but you screamed at me last time I did because everyone knows how you're doing, man. That's how I am. Ask me. Hey, 4K Benny, how are you doing, man? I'm how, doing how's great, your mental bro. health? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I feel motivated. I feel pumped, man. I don't know. Life's just... it's. You know when you go like that bit down and you're like, oh, nothing's going for me, but then you start working at other stuff to make it better and now it's just all paying off? This is how I feel Absolutely. right now. I feel so oh, motivated. That's good. feel motivated with the podcast, music, social life. I don't know, bro. It's just, I don't know. I'm just happy right now. I think it's that end of year. The summer's, summer's coming, dude. The happy happy times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're pretty busy the next few months, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So, um, but you know, this is, it's so good that we're doing this podcast from home, honestly. Oh, absolutely. It just saves us the time to meet up somewhere. Literally. And then, yeah, the power of the internet. The power of the internet. <laughs> but moving on to our first review because we're not going to go into what we've been watching this week or the last two weeks because I'm pretty sure we're all been watching are these fucking movies. <laughs> we did go to the movies once, but we won't talk about this episode because it's not horror related. Anywho, maybe at the end if you feel like it. All right. Ninth day of the horror movie month. We watched Scream. This was your first watch, wasn't it, Gerald? It was. I can't believe it was your I, first watch. Yeah, so when Hudson actually messaged me, because I put it up on my story, because I put a review, and then Hudson's like, oh, have you seen all the other ones? I was like, wait, there's other ones? And I was like, oh, dude. So I reckon after this movie month, I'm going to try and watch the entire franchise, because Scream was, I'd probably say it's probably one of the favourite ones I've watched in movie month, because... There's just so much that's gone into it, you know, like the cast was really well done. The story is very unpredictable. You just didn't know what was coming. It was right in your face. Um, And yeah, it was just like a lot of suspense. I I really enjoy that thoroughly. So I was going to ask you a quick question. Did you know that Drew Barrymore was going to die at the start? 
when you went into that film? No, I didn't. That's crazy, bro. Because like when I first watched this film a few years ago, I knew that she died straight away. And when I watched a documentary on like all these big horror movies and why they're so big, it was the fact that they casted Drew Barrymore in this movie, right? And Drew Barrymore back then was the rising star. She was the best actress out there. She was the hottest actress out there. You know what I mean? So like, oh, Drew Barrymore's the main character. Let's go watch this fucking new horror movie because, you know, horror back then was kind of dying and they needed a new, like, fresh look and people went and watched this movie and they're expecting Drew Barrymore to be the main character and she they kill her, they kill her off in the first fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the biggest <laughs> twist in horror history pretty much and it doesn't never it never slows down from there personally i th- i think this movie has incredible pacing incredible and like you said cast acting everyone plays their part so well and like you said it's unpredictable bro like to the t man yeah the storyline is just absolutely it was just great i was going to say absolutely amazing i mean it is absolutely amazing but Honestly, it was, I was just locked in the entire time from start to finish, you know. It was just like, it creates a, builds a suspense and it just goes from there. Yeah, fucking oath, bro. And I can't wait for you to watch the rest of them because, like, I watched um, all of them before Scream 5 came out last year. Mm. And, bro, it's just like such an entertaining watch, dude. I did it all on a Sunday. Just, and 4, I think, I'm actually really interested to see what you think about 4 because 4 is one of my favorites and it's not. It's more of the the divide. Uh, how do I say this? A diverse one, if you get what I mean. Like, not many people like it. A lot of people don't like 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 it. You know what I mean? It's just like mixed opinions and mixed stuff. Mixed opinions, yeah. So, yeah. For me, Scream Four is like my second favorite. Um, and then the newer ones are after that. So, yeah, I'm I'm keen to see how you you rate these other ones. But what was your score for Scream? I actually gave it a five out of five, so I'll give it a solid. Um, let's say nine point six. Yeah. Mine's a 5 out of 5 for a 9.7 out of 10. It's yeah. Not much you can talk about, Scream, but that hasn't been spoken about. It is the staple of Slasher. It is so real. It's just so impactful. I just I can't anywhere describe how like good this movie is. I reckon the best, the key moment for me was when they were just describing how the... Um, how like a typical horror movie would be based on different um, horror movies that was set before 1996. Yeah. So what was it? Um, the scene when they were in the house, um, they're upstairs. It's like, oh, always watch your back because there's someone always there. Just like your, your typical horror movie stuff. And I was just like, oh, it's so typical. And they're incorporating it in their own movies kind of nuts. Yeah. And it works so well. Yeah. Like, perfect. yeah. Honestly, that whole entire scene was just such an eye grab. Mm. I was just wigging out when they were stabbing each other. I was like, what the hell is going on, dude? These guys are psychos. Yeah, the final final part of this movie, I think, is what makes it into one of the greatest horror movies of all time, is the fact that, um, can't remember his name off the top of my head, the guy that plays Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. the the tall guy. Yeah, he... He's fucking nuts in this movie, dude. He's fucking batshit crazy, and you can feel the craziness. And then the other one is kind of like the more leveled head craziness, but you can still see how psycho he is. And it's just like, oh, you just, like, the whole movie, like, it can't be them. It literally can't be them. Like, like well, you think it's one person, and it's both of them, and they're both just absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, spoiler alert, though, for those who haven't actually watched it. I didn't realize it was going to be the boyfriend the entire time. I didn't realize that. Did you call I don't know for if, the other one? 
I didn't even know who it was, man. Honestly, the entire time I was like, who could it be? It could be the dad. I was like, oh, you know what? It, could, it might be a dad. It might be the dad. Because we haven't seen the dad all movie, it could be him, but no, it was the boyfriend. And that's a good point. How like they um they keep that going, if you know what I mean. Where it's kind of like the boys set that up to be like, oh, so they killed the mum. That that was a good part as well. They killed Sydney's mum. Yeah, they killed her. She's like, oh fuck, they killed the mum as well. And then they're like, okay, then a year later we'll go on a killing spree, and then we'll set up the dad because he lost his mum, like lost his wife, and he goes batshit crazy and kills all these kids. Yeah, and it was like the anniversary of when yeah, um, that's, that's what when she died as well. Yeah, you a year know? later, bro. So. so it's like, honestly, yeah, so well written. And yeah, if you have not seen Scream, I don't know what the fuck you've been doing, bro, but... Hey, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Look, that is fair. I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, on to the next. We're going to review now The Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, the first one. None of these reboots, none of the sequels, the OG. That's what we wanted to do. And I'm going to start with this one because I think Nightmare on Elm Street has one of the greatest concepts of horror ever made. I think something that you need to do every day is is sleep. And it, when I was younger, it terrified me the fact that I could go to sleep and he could kill me in my sleep when you need sleep. And sometimes it's, it's you, you can't, it's hard to like... Oh, how do I explain this, bro? You know what I mean? It's just like, I need my fucking sleep, bro. Like, you could literally... You don't have enough sleep, bro. You fall asleep standing up. And this this motherfucker gap you, dude. <laughs> he gap you in your sleep. But on to the movie, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. And I was a bit disappointed in it. Um, because when I was first getting into horror, when I was in my teens, I watched the remake. They, they remade it. And I used to watch Freddy vs. Jason. That kind of scared me when I was younger, obviously, because I was so fresh into it. And then I wish I kind of watched this one back then, because I think I would have appreciated it a lot more back then, you know, because now we've got all these new effects and stuff. But, yeah, I think it's just cheap budget, you know, when horror was really coming up. And back then, yes, it would have been the scariest thing ever, but now it's just, we're just so desensitized from all this kind of stuff. I completely agree. It didn't hold up. Um... I didn't really enjoy the movie that much. And because you had already watched like a reboot beforehand, you knew what you were coming into. Um, this was the first watch for me. And everyone's been talking up how good Nightmare on Elm Street was. And then I was like, I had really high expectations. But when I did watch it, I was like, I was bored shitless the entire time. Oh, there were some scenes where I was just like, yeah. Um, I can see how people find that scary because you you are right. Sleep is the most important thing when it comes to just like our everyday living. Like you need sleep. You would literally die if you don't sleep. Yeah. And if the fact that someone can actually kill you while you're sleeping is a pretty good concept. I did enjoy that. I did like that. I don't agree with the fact that you did say that it's the bit like the craziest concept in horror movie, but we'll get onto that because I reckon, I reckon Get Out was not so typical, but also I reckon it was just like uh, the whole thing was just cool. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying it's one of the best. It's one of the best. It's I can agree to yeah. one of the best because. I, yeah. It's, I, I'm just saying like, it is definitely easily one of the best because it's so like important in real life. And I think that's like when you watch Halloween down the track, it's like the reason why it scared people is that it was so real. And like, um, even though this movie's not real, I'm kind of getting off track here, but you kind of get what I'm saying. When you make a ho- horror movie, it affects people more when it's 
in a real life setting of like something you need or like you're just doing and you feel safe. So like sleep's meant to be the safest part. Like, you know, you're restoring your body, but that you can't even have a good night's sleep because Freddy Krueger's going to come get you. Do you ever like try to go to sleep and then that song just plays in your head? It's like one, two. Okay. Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, no, I, it doesn't for me. But I know people still think about that song. I'm just like, oh, okay. The, the one, the one song I'm, uh, song, the one movie I'm sorry we didn't do was Insidious because that Crip Crow through the window always oh. gets me, dude. Still to this yeah, maybe like, maybe another episode we can talk about Insidious. Maybe another one, but yeah, pretty much. I think the kills in it were pretty good though. Like when they um killed Johnny Depp's character, I really liked that scene. I reckon that really that got me. I think after that, I was kind of more locked in and I did think they defeated him. And then like, obviously it was just a psych and they fucking killed the mum. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. Like, I don't know when I watch an old movie and I know this sequels and I know there's all these like other stuff with it and how popular it is. It's kind of hard to push past the point of like, I'm watching this film and I'm like, okay, I have to try and put myself in the shoes of a 1984 person watching it for the first time, not knowing there's going to be sequels. It's just too hard to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, I defeated Freddy Krueger, but I knew at the end that he wasn't fucking defeated and the mum just <laughs> fucking gets clapped. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate old movies, but sometimes it's just kind of hard to push past it. But And, like, yeah, like you said, the audio, fuck off. Man. Yeah. The fucking well, audio. I'll dude. say it, I'll say it, and I'll say it again. The audio does not hold up in old movies. There's some, like, there's some that do... Just the majority of the time, it just doesn't. Mm. I think it, if you watch old sci-fi films, I reckon the audio is a lot better. Yeah, that's right. High budget. Um, I reckon you can even tell back in 1999, like the year we were born, um, that the audio is still a bit rough, but it's not as bad. Mm. It's, it's just like those loud crashes. You yeah. Know, every time there's like a loud crash, it's just, it sounds like a thunderstorm. It's like... Like, did people think this was scary or, like, did this not hurt people's ears back in the day? Like, oh. Well, they didn't have much tech back then, so I can I can forgive them for that, but. I'm glad we grew up, the age we grew up, and the films we got now, bro, because, yeah, I hate to being old and seeing all, I don't know how to explain it. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they're nuts. They're nuts now. It's yeah. way better. The Yeah, the technology we have now it's just makes it makes it more entertaining. Mm. Even if it's shit story writing, like, it's still good. Mm. You know, I actually do like in this movie, though, is, like, um, Freddy, uh, Kruger's whole underground world, you know, like, the, how do I say, it's like a power plant or whatever, you know what it's I mean? It's like pipes running through yeah, and stuff, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think they, I think um, what these old horror movies do really well is use real settings and real props, because back then you didn't really have the technology to make a green screen and put a backdrop. You know what I mean? They use real locations, and I think that's what lacks in movies these days is not using real location. Obviously, when they do use real location, we get really good movies like we're going to talk about later. I'm not going to say, but you know what I mean? Like, it just feels a lot more real and, like, they care about it. That's, like, a massive thing apart about Alien. You feel so claustrophobic because the ship is real. You know what I mean? Agreed. Okay. So, um, what are you going to say? Oh, I was about to just give my rating, but you oh, can yeah. go first if you'd yeah, like. Yeah, I, I was about to say my rating. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5 for a 7 out of 10. Yeah, that's solid. I was going to give it a 3, 3.5, but I reckon I'll just give it a 3 because 
like I was locked in some parts. I wasn't locked in others. So I reckon I'll give it a three. So mm. six out of 10. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny when you rate movies sometimes, cause you kind of like, I, 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 high, I put rewatch value really highly. So I'm kind of like, I'm never going to rewatch this film again. So I'm going to give it this 3.5 because it's actually a three, but I give it a 0.5 because of the concept. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That's, so that's completely fair. Yeah. And it was pretty well made. Like I don't, I don't think there was anything really wrong with the film. It's just old. It doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. But moving on to day 11, and that is Annihilation. All right. Annihilation. Uh, I, if you, if you, I'm actually not going to edit that part because fuck me. <laughs> you go, bro. Yeah, Annihilation. Um, I think I rated it a little bit more than it should have. But the concept was cool. I actually did enjoy the concept. It was very, it's very sci-fi based. Um, I couldn't say, because I remember I was talking to you during it. It wasn't scary. There were some horror bits where it was a little bit more like gory when, um, when that monster was looking around, just um, imitating the voices of the people it's killed for people to think, oh, we've got to go save them. Like that, that scene where that chick straps everyone to the chair and goes out because they think the person that died um, was still alive but wasn't and just gets absolutely mauled. Like, I thought that part was pretty scary because it was pretty suspenseful. But apart from that, it felt, it felt like a, a zombie, like a really low-tier zombie movie almost. <laughs> zombie movie. Dude, I think this movie fucking was so overrated, dude. I had so many people hype this movie up for me and they're like, fuck yeah, this movie's really fucking good. It's fucking sick. It's all this and blah, 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 blah. This is not a horror movie. This is not a horror movie. This is an adventure sci-fi with a little sprinkle of fucking horror, maybe, if you're a bitch. That's, that's the best explanation I've got for this movie. This movie was a head fuck the whole time. I, you know what? I'll give it to it like the, whoever made this film was definitely on acid or mushrooms the whole time because every time they're in the dome, I really like the setting around it and like when that, they found that body and it was all on the wall and um, the ending was pretty creative, I guess, and the creatures and everything, the whole world was creative. But, yeah, d- besides that, the story for me was dead and never really sucked me in. Yeah, you pretty much stole the words out of my mouth, mm-hmm. hey? I completely agree with that. Just, but the settings were pretty cool, and also the um the monsters that they used were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think- apart from that, the storyline was just dead. It was just completely... Oh, is is kerfuffled a word? It's just like yeah. very jumbled up. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. very straightforward. Yeah, and I think the ending really dragged because you're kind of like, what the fuck is actually going on right now? And it's just like it was so anticlimactic, if you know what I mean. You kind of like, ex- I was expecting something else, and I was like, this is not what I was expecting. And the, to be honest, the ending was to spoil it pretty much. You know, I'm pretty much gonna say every movie we talk about, we're gonna spoil it. So. I can't remember every time to say a spoiler warning, so you're just going to cop that. But, yeah, that thing looked like shit, dude. That thing was like just a bad CGI replica trying to be a human. I don't know what the fuck it was, dude. It was like an eyeball at one point or a flower, <laughs> and then it went to a fucking human. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I just had no interest in it. I lost all the love for it by that point. I still think I rated it a little bit higher than it should have in Letterboxd because I rated it a three out of five. Mm, I'm more inclined to giving it a two and a half, but like, just like Nightmare on Elm, the concept was there. It's just 
this one was way worse in terms of just storyline because there was just no direction into it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel that, man. I just, I don't know why it's so highly rated, but maybe we're just not. It's just not for us. You know what I mean? Like, and like I, I'm gonna say, I've said before, and I'm gonna say a million times again. It's just like that's the best part about film. Everyone loves films differently, but everyone's like, oh, it's got a crazy plot twist, and I don't think there's even one fucking plot twist in this whole movie. <laughs> to me, anyway. But yeah. Like you said, yeah, I, like I gave it a three out of five for a six point four out of ten, which is pretty much nearly a three point five. Probably not going to be that by the the end of this episode, and I actually put it on my letterbox. But um, yeah, pretty much just could never get really immersed in this film. I just like I love sci-fi, but maybe I'm just not as big as like this is like a real sci-fi movie, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I would have given it a six out of um well, based on the rating I've mm. put in now or when I watched at the time, it would have been a six out of ten. But if I watch it again, ugh, I don't know. I don't even know. Hey. Maybe I maybe I'll change. Maybe I might like it, but I was just about to say that. I was like, maybe it's because we're fucking that was like eleven days in and that was actually after we filmed our first podcast. I watched it. I don't know when you watched it. I actually watched it straight after we filmed the first one. And Maybe down the track when I feel like actually being a bit more zoned in, maybe. I don't know. It did feel like a more of a zoning in movie than anything else. So I did watch it pretty late and I was pretty tired. So maybe I might revisit it down the track if I feel like it or someone else wants to watch it in my household. But besides that, are you done with that movie? Are you happy? I am done with that movie. I'm yeah. done bashing it up, hey. You get out of here. Day 12. We watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974, the classic, the twisted, true story, pretty much. I'm pretty sure it's all true onto like a level, but I don't know if it's like what happened in the movie is actually true, but I know the family is true, I'm pretty sure, and like everything about him. Um, I thought this was pretty fucked up, man. I could not, like, not, could not not watch it, like... It was really good. It was just really gory, and I enjoy. It. Like I'm not a big um, gore person because mm. I squirm. Yeah, but this was yeah, this was a good movie. Um, everyone was like psychotic, especially with the pe- um the person that they picked up off the road, who I didn't even realize was like part of that family. Yeah, yeah. To begin with, um, but the scene where they go to that house and then just opens up that steel door, drags them in. Was that girl on the hawk? I was like, yeah. Ugh. yeah, dude. You know, like you can just feel, you can feel the the fuckness of that family. Is that the best word to say? Like the the twisting of them. You know, they're all just redneck, bloody. They're probably all inbreed. You know, it's just like, oh, like the granddad is just chilling, bro. He's just like, yeah, and then pale as fuck. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this movie. It was a good one. It was a good movie for yeah. what it is. It's a good movie. Or is it? I reckon this movie is probably one of the good side of the audio because I actually I reckon it held up, even though it was like still dog like mm. batshit. Like yeah, it was just terrible. But quality. It was probably is, better. Quality wasn't as good. Um, I think it comes from that budget, but the sound quality was actually a lot better. Like you said, it wasn't, it didn't sound like it was redlining. Even when the chainsaw was going off, like I, it felt like a real chainsaw. It didn't feel like a, you know, just like a, like they put the mic right up to it. They felt like you actually, that's what I felt like. You felt like you were that far back from the chainsaw. You know what I mean? And yeah, just the craziness of this movie. And like, like you said, the gore, the creepiness, it really just gets under your skin. 
yeah, I, I really, there's not much to say. It's actually a really quick film. Did you notice that? I wouldn't say I noticed it because at the entire time I was like just trying to pay attention. But I, I, I reckon it just went on for like the same amount as any other movie, right? What's how long does it actually go for? I think it's like an hour and just an hour and twenty, just under. Oh, if that's the case, then yeah, it was yeah for what they've done. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty you impactful, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think that you should watch the newer one. <laughs> I think I have seen the newer the one. The newer one is. I did get yeah, pretty confused. Pretty, it's pretty full on a. Eh? Yeah, I, I actually was just thinking now. I wonder if like all those remakes came out at the same time, like the Nightmare on Elm Street, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Scream. They all went like the. Fate I would say. Movie. I would say so. I, I'm pretty sure there's a Friday out, like, the 13th remake as well. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I have seen that remake. But um, yeah, I'm just like looking at my notes here. I didn't really write much about it because it's just like. A good film like it really is like a really good horror film and it really sucks you in from the start you know what i mean like picking up that guy on the side of the road and he just starts fucking being weird and you're kind of like oh why is he being weird and then fucking cuts all the people like he just it's just fucking batshit crazy and you're like oh what the fuck's going on well that's their first mistake dude you don't you never pick up some random person on the side of the road hey, honestly back in 1974 dude all fucking peace signing and shit yeah also very true but we're more work now anyways we're the better generation yeah but in terms of the rating for this movie, I gave it a four out of five stars. So that's a solid. I'll give it an eight point three. I'll give it an eight point three out of ten. You gave okay. That's funny because I gave it a four point five out of five for an eight point five out of ten. So I hit just made that four point five for me. Um, yeah, I, when you watch a film, you, I, it can that kind of felt like the most for me, the most perfect horror film. That's so close to a five out of five, but it just doesn't feel like a five out of five. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a five out of five for me. No, no that, it was like, good though. Oh, don't get me wrong, it's good, but yeah, got to reserve that five out of five for all the other for the other movies. <laughs> yeah, bro, because we got some caters coming up, bro. But we not do. this next one, dude. This next one stinks, dude. Oh, oh Friday the thirteenth, dude. We watched this on the thirteenth, and it was a Friday. Fucking hilarious, dude. This movie sucks. God. I did not want to see um jason's mum like i did not want that to be the killer you know i came in thinking yeah i get to see jason in the hockey mask mm. no it's jason's mum bro oh, cool cool plot twist bro but why are you advertising this fucking movie poster with a fucking jason with a hockey mask is it no the post the original poster is the um it's like a silhouette of someone in the woods because they were obviously on camp um and then it's just a knife i maybe look at my screen but that's like the yeah. But on Letterbox, you have um the, oh, the original poster. One. So if you have a look at the original, if you switch back to the original, you'll be able to see that there's no face to it. Oh, there is true. Okay, okay. But yes, you're right. Um, plot twist, but also not very exciting because I wanted to see Jason hockey mask. Yeah, I, I think this movie just built up. Fuck all. Like it was just literally like. It started off slow and it was yeah, very yeah. anticlimactic. Really there was just no energy writing, to it. Really shit writing, dialogue, kills were crap. Just, I don't know how this movie popped off, bro, back in the day. Like, even, you know, like, that came out. Let's have a look here, bro. I'm telling you, it came out in 1980 and they already had, like, Jaws, The Exorcist, um, Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They already had all these classic films come out and they were like, oh, this fucking movie's sick, bro. It's no fucking poxy. 
maybe back in the day would have been cool, but yeah, because you don't. Because I'm guessing in America, it's pretty big for everyone to go to like a summer camp. Actually, and then if someone day. dies, yeah, true. yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's still big. Yeah, so. you know, it's funny you say this, bro. Because actually, I have a little funny spot for camp horrors, shit like this. And it, that's why I was probably more excited for it because I love that kind of stuff. But it wasn't even like they were just setting up ready for the camp. No, same. Yeah. I like a good camp horror story, you know. Yeah, like they they were literally like just setting up ready for the camp, and and somehow this grandma fucking kills them all. Makes no sense to me. And then Jason's <laughs> just a little his little fetus out in the his river. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the letterbox reviews, um, and there's a funny comment here. Someone said it's a very violent Scooby Doo episode. A what? <laughs> a very violent Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too, you meddling kids. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really want to talk about it too much. I actually kind of want to watch the other films um, because three and four are, are rated like a three and a half on letterbox. So, I, I I might give it a watch when I feel like it, but after watching that, I was kind of like, get out of my face, dude. If we we're considering to do it next year, I reckon we need to start watching the remakes. Yes, remakes. Yeah, it could be remake remake season next year. I reckon, um, because, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think it's really good we watch these old films. We kind of get to see, like, these classics, and then we mix it up with all, all these newer classics. So, we kind of picked a basic list with a few of our own little pinch of salts in there but um yeah i don't really want to talk about this film too much because it sucked i gave it a two out of five for a four out of ten yeah i gave it a two out of five so four out of ten um but yeah because next we're gonna talk about the best fucking film on this list probably <laughs> close to it dude we're gonna talk about day 14 get out yeah i love get out i love get out too. even before even before movie month when i watched that, i was like this is nuts because i watched that at home with the boys and we were just on edge the entire time. Like, it, it just looked like a romantic... Like, you know, you come in thinking... Like, you already knew it's a horror. But you come in thinking, oh, it's a, it's pretty nice. It's pretty cute. Like, interracial couple. Mm. Goes to her parents' house. Gets to meet them for the first time. Kind of already knew that they were probably going to be racist because they live out <laughs> in the middle of, like, fucking nowhere. Yeah, cool. And then a whole... Yeah, and then it's just seeing just um, black servants... You know, like maids, and then they make it out to be like, oh, they've been here since the parents were here, which is true, but there's a twist to it. You know, I, I just enjoyed the movie and also how the ending, the ending was just completely nuts. You just gave the whole <laughs> you just explained the whole movie in like five seconds. No, dude. yeah, but you, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what like, you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm laughing because you did. You but also, it's things. just like, but like the comedy. The comedy to it's just even better because they incorporated that um that black friend of his and then he was just spitting out just absolute comedy. Mm. He called he called it from the very start and then the guy's just like not listening because it's just your typical typical shit. Mm. And then he just comes in and clutches. Did you end up rewatching it? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. I, I love that movie, dude. So I, 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 I didn't like, know if you're gonna rewatch it or not because I um was running out of time and then um, I had two friends stay over because they were flying out on Sunday to thailand and they were like let's watch a horror and i was like oh easy and then i was going through it and they haven't seen like any horror and i was like bam get out that's my time to rewatch it dude and they fucking throffed it dude and i'm kind of like i always thought get out was more of a thriller than a horror to me and then when i rewatched it i kind of picked up more of the horror elements to it oh definitely it is yeah. a horror dude like 
the sounds, dude. The sounds, like the music going behind. It's just so in, it's just so intense. Like um, when the when the parent, oh, not the parents, but like the housekeepers and stuff. Like the chick when she was like when the guy went to go out for a smoke, and then the girl's like doing her hair, and then the guy just like stops. Spread breathing, dude. Yeah. Have the, I ever told a story about Jay? With that, no, dude. So Jay doesn't like horror at all. He hates horror. He despises it and we watched get out and he shat himself when that granddad was like <laughs> running towards him he's like no run away run away <laughs> but yeah this is like one of my all-time films it's in my top 10 films of all time um i think this film is just like you said pretty much took the words out of our mouth it's just so intense it's got you from the start you just don't know where it's going it's got you thinking on your toes and it's just still has you immersed and it's perfectly acted scripted dialogue i don't even know how to explain it setting dude real settings you know what i mean the cast, the cast as well yeah daniel kalua is just he's just one so yeah it was just so freaky when the guy um the friend calls the girlfriend the girlfriend yeah um, and then she was just like pretending. She's like, oh, you know, just like kept a straight face. It yeah. was just like complete acting. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah, that ending, like, that's what I think. Psycho. Is so the twist is great because you're kind of like, I don't know what they're doing because you know something's up, but yeah. you don't know what they're doing. And then you figure out, oh, that's pretty fucked. And then like the girlfriend is just so twisted the whole time. And like, yeah, like it's just perfectly acted and just. Oh, it just it just gets you. Oh, it just gets me roaring, bro. Thinking about just watching it, dude. I can't even like spit words out because I just love this movie so fucking much, man. Dude, just imagine using your daughter as just like fucking meat bait, just finding guys, just getting her getting railed, springing them back, and then it's just like oh, onto another. I'm always wondering how much they're selling him for because he goes like when they do the auction and they're all quiet. I feel like it's like six million. Yeah, they've got like a the bingo card. Yeah, so I yeah. thought like when they held up the bingo card, didn't realize it was just like a. Um, do you know with the paddle boards with the numbers like mm. yeah, bidding. yeah, yeah. I, did, I thought at first I, when I first watched I was like oh the numbers on the bingo card probably means like how much but I'm like wait there's just like random numbers on there they're literally so, just playing pretending to play bingo because they're actually auctioning for him but yeah, yeah I think Jordan Peele really um, captured with all this I think I don't know what it was kind of like because I was pretty young but you know what I mean like what it's like to be black and like with all these older white people not necessarily white people but the older generation do you get what i'm saying like i do you, you you're at that party and you feel like secondhand embarrassment of how like clueless these white privileged people are you know what i mean you know guys like oh blacks in fashion and all this kind of stuff and you're just kind of like i think it really captures what it's like we'll never know what it's like but you know what i mean what it's kind of like to feel like that and how uncomfortable it can be at times yeah, I completely agree. But, yeah, I, I think watching this movie for, like, the 10th time, I don't even know how many times I've watched it. I just keep picking up on shit all the time. Like, all the hints they leave it. Like, they're always leaving hints, man. Like, you know, at the start when they're going through the house tour and he's like, my dad used to be a professional runner and he lost to a black man in a race. I didn't pick up on that, no. So, yeah, they, he's going through the family photos and you can see his dad. And his dad was, like, pronounced ready to go for a race. Yeah. Like, yeah, my dad made the Olympics and he lost to the black man and he was the first black man to win the Olympics or win yeah. win a win a race in the Olympics. And then it's just like and then now he's in a black man's body running, you know what I mean? Like you just 
you can't put two and two together sometimes, you know what I mean? Because there's so much going on as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes you just don't pay attention that deep to dialogue. Yeah, we. You, I think you're trying to focus on something, on one thing, and you can't focus on anything else that's going around. But, yeah, overall, what's your rating for this, Gerald? Oh, easily five out of five. I would have given it, like, a 9.6, 9.7 even. Nice. Well, I like to say... Get Out is a 5 out of 5, and it is one of my 8 10 out of 10 films. Oh, cool. I think, it is, I think it is perfect, dude. I think it's perfect in every single way possible. But on to the next. I'm pretty excited to talk about this one because we watched this together. I think this is the only movie we watched together um, so far. And it's the 15th day, and it's Midsummer. Yeah, easily one of the best movies in this movie month that I've watched as well. I'm pretty glad that we watched two back-to-back five out of fives, honestly. Um, it was needed. Uh, I just come needed. in. I just came in not knowing what was happening. I told you, you to go blind, eh? I was like, you, you got to... You gotta, yeah. You're not, not going to be prepared for this film. Yeah. You and yeah, you and Emma were really talking it up, hey? I was like, oh, yeah, but it lived to its expectations, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was just like a girl and then, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a whole lot of mental issues and then the boyfriend was just being a fucking dick the entire time. Yeah, I think Midsummer, even though it's such a long film, I don't really feel the wrong time at all. We watched oh. we watched the director's cut and I think from the get-go, it just sets the tone of how fucked it is. It's just like so uncomfortably depressing. That is the best word I have for this movie. Yeah, there was just nothing that ever went right. And then you could always sense like a sort of just, oh, it's not right. Something's not right. Yeah. It never felt like it was okay because it was just not. Mm. And you felt Florence Pugh's depression the whole time. Like it was just, it, it just pounced on you. And it's just like it could have never let you go, if you know what I mean. And, and that was really well done by the director. Who was it? Um, Ari Aster. Ari Aster, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, pictured the entire thing. Uh, even the depressing parts, it's, like, dark and gloomy. And then when it's, like, v- vibrant and stuff, even even all the, um, when they took that tea and then their faces started wigging oh, out yeah, and then, yeah, like, the flowers be. started breathing. So wild. Yeah, dude, it's so accurate and perfect. And I think using real location, here it comes, that's what I'm talking about. Using the real location makes these movies feel so much better. You know what I mean? It's just so much better feeling like you're in a real spot. In a real even using movie. even using like um, unknown cultist, um, what's the word? It's like a I can't find the word for it, but it's like something that might actually happen in the real world. Oh yes, dude, yes, exactly. You don't know what's out there, dude. You, you don't know what's out there. That could easily be out there, bro. By far, yeah. And it's just so many elements that just keep making it worse and worse. Like there's that that love potion that chick's trying to make the fucking. They die at 72 years old. They jump off a cliff. You see him jump off the cliff. There's, like, this kid trying to sacrifice herself into the river. But you know what I mean? It's just, like, it's just a non-stop anxiety-fueled, depressive movie. It was just really weird and very uncomfortable. Like, I get that they share all one emotion. Mm. I get that. But at the same time, I don't want to see a fucking 15-year-old get routed and then just, like, 20 naked women just <laughs> moaning while the, while the guy's just getting it on, you know? It's just not what you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> but and then uh, when... Yeah. No, nah, you keep going. 
when Florence Pugh was just like crying, they're all crying with her. It felt like they were just mocking the fuck out of her, you know? Like, you know, when someone's crying, it's like. <laughs> I think this movie made it a lot better because we watched it in a group setting. There was five of us. And I think this is, the, this is my best example of a movie, right? If you come out of a movie and you feel something fucked good or whatever, it's done its job. And I'm telling you. You three that never watched this film came out depressed. I I remember just being in in the kitchen with you guys. And you guys weren't saying a word because that movie fucked you all, dude. It was mentally draining. And that is a good fucking movie, bro. That is. It is a good movie. It did its job. It it really got in your head. It mentally crumbled you, like picked at you. It it made you feel uncomfortable and like you didn't know what to feel anymore. And that done its job. And that's why it's a five out of fucking five. Yeah, it was super unpredictable because you just never knew what was coming. Uh, at least because I came in blind and didn't know what was expected. Mm. Um, yeah, it really made me feel something. Hey, it was Did just you ever great. It? Would I rewatch it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'd rewatch it. Yeah. Probably not now because I don't want to feel depressed. But yeah, no, but I meant like down yeah. the track because it's yeah, down of- the track, absolutely. Because I remember like Leah and Jay saying they were literally like, "I'm never watching that film again," but they said it was it was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they just don't want to feel like that again. But at least it's done its job. It just felt too believable, dude. It did feel too believable, bro. And it just, yeah, we have no idea what's out there. And I just, dude, yeah, I just like surely, like when you get to that situation and you get there, you're kind of like, this isn't fucking right. This is just no, there's no chance. When a movie makes me start to think a lot, then I know that's a good movie because there's like a lot of things to it, you know? Yeah. For sure, bro. So, yeah, I gave it a 5 out of 5 for a 9.7. Yeah, that's exactly the same as me. 5 out of 5, 9.7. That's good, bro. We're too similar, Joe. All right. Just marry me already, bro. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Day 16. I was actually really excited for this one because um, I haven't seen it in a long time and I remember how good it was and everyone hyped it up and it holds up to it and that is the train to Bushan. <laughs> how do you say it, bro? Train to Busan. Busan. Um, I think this is an absolute achievement in zombie filmmaking. I love this movie, even before fucking scared the shit out of me. Uh, Koreans just do it better. Dude, Koreans do it better. Every single movie, bro. Sad, happy, horror. They know how to make a film, bro. Yeah, they just know how to do everything. And then... Just mid-tier zombie movies like what World War Z, that doesn't in- compare to this movie, bro. This this movie is just nuts. It's From the start, it's a little bit slow. And then as soon as they get on that train and then that person runs in, they're all fucked. Dude, you, know? It, it, you know, you say it's a bit slow, right? But I actually checked the time when the first zombie came in and started biting people. 20 minutes, right? 20 that's minutes. pretty quick. To me, that's pretty quick. Like... There's not, I guess in a zombie movie, right? You you sometimes got to quickly get that. Um, yeah, because you need way. a storyline. No, I completely yeah. agree. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some movies that just feel suspenseful the entire time. But this movie was just like, it had to build up to a story. I'm not putting it against that. But mm. it was just, they had, yeah. Like, obviously, they had to introduce the main character, the kid. Then they had to go onto the train, give a backstory behind going on the train. But like, the whole entire time, I was just on edge. But the first 20 minutes, I was like, uh, yeah. And that, and I just want to quickly say, right, I want to get this out of the way before I forget, is that I think that's what zombie movies do so much better in a horror sense is that the fact they go straight into it. 
Like, you watch Zombieland. Um, okay, let me... Zombieland, Dawn of the Dead, it's literally, like, straight into it. Like, there's, there's no build-up, really, to, like, zombies. Shaun of the Dead has, like, that little build-up. But Train to Bashan, 20 minutes in, you're already into it for a two-hour movie. You know what I mean? So you got an hour, 40 minutes of just adrenaline pumping zombies. And that's what I think that lacks in horror movies when it comes to, um, like, possession movies. Because you're building up the story for 45 minutes. I don't care. I just want to see someone's fucking head get ripped off or someone get possessed and act all crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. this one really nailed it to the head, hey. Yeah. The, zombie, the zombies, like, were so realistic they were so quick they were super agile um the kills were insane as well mm. and it, it, it did it wasn't afraid to fuck you up um you know like it wasn't afraid to push like killing people if you know what i mean like i think that's the one big thing in zombie movies they sometimes don't do it enough they do it too much and i think this one does it a lot and it you know it really upsets you because you're so di- um like locked into this story and while you're bringing that up, I reckon what the Koreans do best is killing off the fucking beloved characters, killing off, like, the people that you actually are highly invested in. Like, the fat guy, yeah, the one that was, like, taking care of everyone, when yeah, he yeah, died, yeah. I was like, this is, this is absolutely insane. Like, this shouldn't this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. But at the same time... Sacrifice himself that's why the, family. Yeah, that's, that's what makes this movie so good, because it's... I was... I would say it's unpredictable. You didn't even think that the main character would die. I didn't no. think the main character would well, die. I, I thought I thought at least the main character... Like, I couldn't really remember, but I thought at least four or five of them would come out of this. Because there was yeah. a lot of characters in this. There was so many main characters. And- I didn't even think the chick was going to die. I fucking hated that... That's the year guy the entire time, dude. He's a oh, fucking... Dude, that actually broke... Prick. Dude, that broke me, right? When she got bitten, and then that young guy couldn't leave her, and then he got bit. Yeah, it's you know, the, the two sad. young, the, the teenagers. Yeah, yeah, dude, that fucking got me, bro. But yeah, I think it's actually for a zombie movie. It's kind of hard to set it in, like, it's pretty much impossible to set a zombie movie in, in a one shot location. And I think obviously a train is the best way to do it. If you ask, low me. budget as well. It's low budget. Oh, was it? No, no, I'm saying like it would yeah, have to yeah. be low budget if it was yeah. just one train. Yeah, legit, bro. Like, it's one setting, you know what I mean? They never really went out of it until towards the end. You know what I mean? It's like, and besides that, the only way, the only thing you really see is them going into, like, hallways, which is easy to make or easy to get to, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Yeah. But, think, yeah, that movie, nuts. Yeah, stress me out. That's killing them all. It's just, fuck, man. Yeah, I, there's not much really you can talk about, like, how good this is. This is. It's easily, this is, I'd probably say, like, thinking off the top of my head, like quality wise, this is easily the best zombie movie I think out there. Well, yeah, this yeah. it's my favorite zombie movie. I'd have it. I'd have it just under Shaun of the Dead, um, for a four point five at a a four point five out of five for a nine point one out of ten. Okay, that's different to me because I gave it a five out of five, dude. I gave it a nine point. I gave it nine point six. Oh shit, dude! You thought it was dude, perfect. it's all pretty much all, almost perfect, but it's. Probably because the emotions that they were showing in that movie, like it's acted right, but it felt so real because it's exactly how it was acted. Yeah. Like I, in that situation, like imagine being just like all of our friends, right? In a car, they all get bitten and then you're trying to save someone else and you're forced to just fucking bat them in the head. I couldn't do that. No, you could. I probably that. could, but also like it would be really sad. Yeah. I, I, I think with this film is that I didn't really like the, the whole train yard scene. 
you know, like oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the trains knocking each to each other, falling over, and they're all like trying to get out. I think it was unnecessary, not needed. Um, I think they perfectly could have just done like a, yeah, that train coming out of nowhere on fire, just like, yeah, I don't, it's, it's something so little that bugs me a little bit. Um, That's fair. Besides that, I just don't think it's a perfect film, but I think it's a great film. You know what I mean? I think it's near on perfect. It's still one of the best zombie movies though. Um, so on to the next one. <laughs> oh, it's got me cackling, bro. Number 17, it's The Lighthouse. Oh, Let me fucking talk about this one first. You want to go first? Can I just first. Say, can I can I just say quickly that this movie I heard nothing but good about this film. That's all I want to say. Okay. Well, I had never heard about this movie, but um, apart from one person who told me that it was really good, I came in with high expectations. Levi Walsh, if you're listening to this, you fucking lied to me, bro. <laughs> you fucking lied to me. <laughs> he was like, you need to pay attention to this movie. Um, it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit wiggy. I was like, all right, I'll sit down and watch it. Couldn't even sit down for the first 30 minutes, dude. I just couldn't watch it. Like, after 30 minutes in, I knew I just didn't want to watch it. I just turned it off. Gave it half-star rating. That's my first half-star rating. <laughs> Honestly. First half star rating. This is my first half-star rating. <laughs> and Letterboxd. I don't... Yeah, on Letterboxd, dude. I couldn't. Like, I get it. Rob, Rob Patterson and Will, um, Will Defoe. Great actors. They probably did a really good job. Black and white setting, fucking shit. The story, I couldn't really pay attention to. Didn't give me. It didn't give me anything. I, I hated it. I hated it. I hated the movie. I, I don't know what to say. I fucking hated it. Fuck that shit. I'm look. I'm looking at all the reviews. Like majority of them are like mainly four, four, five uh, yeah. stars. Like, are you on Letterbox right now? I am on Letterbox. Can you right tell now. me the average rating on Letterbox? I'm average sure rating four. is four, four stars. <laughs> you gave it half a four, star. Four to five stars. I and I get a half a star. I have no idea how this film is a four either because I don't know what I. I don't know. I really expected me to love this film. I it had me down to a T. I love um, the Northman, which is the guy that made this film. He made um, North. You get what I'm saying. Um, I just couldn't. What the fuck was going on? What the actual- exactly? You didn't That's even get half, I mean. half an hour. I finished it, dude. Dude, it gets weirder. It gets weirder. There is no. It's it's literally what it's based off. It's just them going crazy, and. Willem Dafoe's already crazy because he's been doing it. And Robert Patterson's going crazy because he's hanging out with a crazy guy. I don't know what to say, man. Like, you get what I'm just, saying? But you get what I I'm do. saying? Dude, like... I do. There was a scene, like, he, he's trying to get up to the lighthouse. And he's like, you can't come in the lighthouse. And there's, like, this octopus tentacle going around. I'm like, what the fuck? The fuck is going on? And pretty much all it was was just two great actors act off, pretty much, in my opinion. It felt like a yeah, play. Yeah, I'm guessing. It, yeah, I'm guessing it's just two great actors, but uh, like the story was just whack. It made no sense, dude. It made no sense, bro. I I fully agree with you. I had no idea what the fuck happened or what what why this happened or what the fuck besides that they just went crazy together. But I am I dumb? Am I am I dumb fam? Like I've got no idea why the fuck. Maybe maybe we just can't appreciate good films. Apparently. Well, I I think it. I think it was really well made. I think it's pretty brave going black black and white. I don't know why you need to go black and white. We're past the 1930s, cunt. And then um, I think the setting, oh. the setting was cool. 
Yeah, the setting was cool, like the lighthouse bit and the waves or whatever, fucking whatever. But apparently it was supposed to be set in the 1890s. Like, all right, I get it, but no, not for me. No, no. and like, it just wasn't scary, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. How oh, I think it's more, when it comes to like psychological stuff like that, I feel like it shouldn't even be classed as a horror unless it's like Hannibal Lecter, you know? Yeah, for sure. I fully agree. But... Unfortunately, this wasn't really for us. I think it was really well made and the screenplay was phenomenal. Besides that, I'm probably never going to rewatch this again. And maybe if oh. I feel... I know you're not. That's okay, Gerald. You've had enough speaking about this. <laughs> you didn't finish it, bro. You know what? I would actually be very open to rewatching this, but not in the next, like, two years. Maybe when we're high. Yeah, Maybe. But, yeah, my rating for this was half a star out of five, so that's just a one out of ten. Or a point five out of ten. No, I wouldn't even give it a point five out of ten, bro. It deserves that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, because it's Rob Patterson, dude, and William Defoe. Like. Yeah, that's fair enough. I gave it a three out of five for a six out of ten. I just had no idea what was going on. Um, Maybe I could watch a YouTube video on it, but I don't really feel like it. How about that? How about that, Robert Patterson? Take that up, you cunt. um on to the next one i think we're both pretty excited to talk about i chucked this one in because i thought why not i actually really rate these movies um i don't think many people even know about them or rate them but i think they're just absolute um great fun gen v horror let's go with that okay and that is fear street one two and three they came out on netflix in 2021 i remember it because the first movie came out on one friday the next movie came out the next week on a Friday, and the third movie came out the next week on the Friday. And me and my mate, we waited every week for those movies to come out after we watched the first one. And I don't know how you want to review this, if you want to review all of them at once or just one of them. Um, if what do you, Would you rather just do one at a time quickly? and we can- We'll do one at a time, but we probably should get a lot. Yeah, we shouldn't spend too much time on each. Yeah, we only got two more films after this. Um, oh, yeah, okay. After these three. But yeah, we won't spend too much time on each because, um, to be honest, they're kind of basic. I think it's a basic it, concept. It's yeah, basic concept, basic but concept. I th- I like how they use the slasher with the paranormal because you're kind of like, oh, this, I'm going to watch another slasher film, and then you figure out that these sla- these killers can't actually die because they're shooting bullets into them, and you're like, I don't know why these people aren't dying. So I think it's a really good twist about putting the supernatural slashes. And yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah oh, so good I'm, twist. Yeah, it's a good it's twist. Good plot. And I think it's really good. Um, I think the first movie is a really good setup movie, like setting up this story of like two towns, one's shit, one's good. Um, you know, it's just like all these past of like this town having heaps of murders and no one understands why. And then, you know, then it happens to their friend group and all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, I'm, I'm interested. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing that's been like, oh, wow, this is like a great film. But I'm I'm thoroughly entertained when I'm watching this. Yeah, I, from the start, I was just like, oh. Because you were talking it up and then I've seen, like, I've seen the ratings. I was like, can't be that good. I was actually impressed. I was proper impressed. Yeah. I, I, I think it comes down to the fact that it's just really good entertainment and it always keeps you like, it's kind of like a who done it as well. You know what I mean as well? Like, yeah, I like, love it. Yeah. You know me, I love a good who done it. You done it, you love it, don't you? No, I love and then, it. I and then do. they put that twist on it, Supernatural, you're like, what the fuck? And then I think the ending of the first one's really good. Like um, those kill scenes are really good. Yeah, because they were like introducing the characters into the next movie. Yeah. Um, because it goes back in time. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, no, overall, great movie. I, I, I will never forget when you Snapchat me and you're like, bro, no way. They chucked her head in a bread slice. <laughs> oh, that really, that really got me. And then straight after the guy gets axed to the head, I was just like, no. Of course, I kept that kid alive. I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah, but that's why I love. I've I've given this more of a higher rating is because they actually fucking killed some people and showed you. Yeah. You, know, you watch these these nun movies, they kill someone, you can't even see it. This movie was very like woke because yes. it's like a Gen Z movie, right? So yeah, like yeah, yeah, Gen V, Gen Z, know, whatever you want to say, yeah. Yeah, like le- le- like lesbian scenes. I was like, oh yes. I'm an ally. but yeah i think it was really good and it um had a good ending to it and then it puts that twist on it about to go into fear street 2 and that is the 1978 and no like we said before, do we love a little camp slasher movie, don't we? We do. So, oh. did we give the rating for the last one, or are we going to give them all? We'll the give same it at the end. We'll give it at the end. Okay, I think cool. we'll rate it in order for the, the cool. three. Um, for this one, we like we said we we love a little camp story, a little camp horror, and I think this is perfect. Dude. This is really good, man. I think this is like they're killing kids, dude. And you are, I said, dude, I don't like them touching kids, dude. I don't I ain't, I ain't, I ain't a kid killer. I hate seeing kids die and they fuck up like six kids in this movie oh god i got so upset when i killed that like kid alone in that cabin i was like <laughs> yeah. dogs dude. Yeah, dude i can't believe you just left him there and he's get absolutely fucking mold mm, yeah i think this um like i said same thing it's the same as before it dives more into like the the side i think of the story of what it is and kind of where it's coming from and like why like you know what i mean like they kind of depth through more in the supernatural side not the slasher side which i think the first part got out of the way and the second part got the more supernatural side and like how it's where it's coming from and that but it keeps you thinking because you actually don't know where this camp is really as well it's but, a good intro- yeah you think the first movie is good you watch the second one and it's way better yeah second one's way better and i think it's yeah like i think it comes down to keeping you entertained and like kind of more of a you're wondering what's going on with the supernatural side. So the whodunit part's kind of gone out of the way, but you, you're more interested now in like, okay, I'm, I'm keen to develop this, see what this world is building. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, like I said, Sadie Sink is in it. So she's a great actor. And then the kills are just off the hook. Crazy, bro. That ending, dude. Holy shit. Dude, yeah, that was a huge twist. Hey? Dude, they're just fucking plounding that sister with the axe. She's like talking and all you can hear is a... <laughs> like with the axe? Oh, dude. But what I was... Yeah, I, I just don't understand how um, the boyfriend just kept, like, the dead boyfriend was just absolutely hammering her chest and then they still managed to keep her alive. I don't get it. No, no, Did no. Did you no, not no, see that? No, but she died. Yeah, the, the, the sister, sister died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the other but one? Then the other one. No, no, she, so got, she just got knifed. She was getting knifed in the side. I, I, do, I do think that, though, because she got stabbed a good amount of times. Yeah, dude, you'd, like, easily bleed out or, like, you would have hit some important organs so i thought it was a little bit a little bit sus but, yeah, but they, they, even then it was still with a knife the sister got stabbed with a fucking axe in the chest and she was like i love you and I was yeah like, dude fucking just die <laughs> oh, hey man if i stab you 30 times 
Buy a knife. Let's see if you fucking survive, eh? Hey, dude, Eminem, not Eminem, 50 Cent got fucking shot 12 times and he's alive, so. Yeah, okay, fair. Anything yeah, can happen. Fair. But we'll go on to the third movie. And the third movie is 1666, and then this is really where you get to see what, what, it's just like how, okay, I think the one thing we didn't explain in this, in the past two movie reviews is that, it's all based around like there's a witch and the witch is haunted the town and it haunts people and it possesses people and blah, 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 blah. And basically what happens in the third movie is that you go back in time and all the characters have gone back in time and play other characters and it's all about the witch's story of how she becomes the witch. And I think it was a very needed movie for this franchise, obviously. Um, I do think that it kind of drags a bit. I don't think it's actually that kind of interesting. I don't know if you felt that. Worst movie out of the three. Uh, it wasn't as good as one and two, but I can understand the whole backstory of the, well, the necessi- necessity of having a Fear Street 1666 to give the backstory of how the witch became and then why it's like, you know, mm. and the story of the ancestors of the good, the good family is it the good? Yeah, yeah the, the good, good family. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it it I it's hard to say because it's like I I rate it the same as the first one, right? But I think that the whole uh, witch part is just kind of not interesting, and they just chucked like this little quick lesbian scene in, and then they just um scene. and yeah, and then they kind of like, well, what the fuck's going on? And I'm not really interested, and then you kind of already knew what was happening because you've seen it in the past movies that the the priest cuts the kid's eyes out and it was a pretty horrific scene. You're like, oh, fuck, he cuts the kid's eyes out. We already know that it's coming. So I get that for the budget-wise. I feel like they shouldn't have used the same actors because it completely messed with... um, I reckon it just messed with it because remember when I had messaged you and I was like, why is it the same people? Yeah. And then you were just like, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I reckon if they used like some other actors, some like loyalty actors, like cool. And then they would have gone back to the present time. I would get it. I, th- but- I think that the aim was though, the witch was showing her from her view of like what it would have been like to be a witch if she was her. Okay. I understood. I guess, but like it also kind of plays into the facts of that. Like in the end, she actually wasn't even the bad person. They the good family tricked her and, you know, he was the real one working with the devil and it's passed around generations and they possessed people to get what they wanted and get killed for the devils. And she was just always just make-believe, you know what I mean? It was never true. She was never a witch. And it kind of showed that um, she had people this whole time knowing that, you know, to look out that for she was, Yeah, she yeah. was, she was re- like, she was a good person. She wasn't actually a witch. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think besides that, like, it kind of just easily lacks in that part is that the the start's a bit hard to get into. But when you get the twist, because I, when I first watched it, I didn't really expect it to be the cop or the family or, like, I think that was really good. I think that really fitted the movie and it really kind of meshed and completed the trilogy really well. So that whole part when you go back to the, the present and, you know, good, you can see the good's real side and, like, the family side, I think it, really um finishes trilogy off with a bang yeah the entire trilogy is good in general but you see what i'm saying like it's 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 dumb fun yeah it is yeah. it is um it's very cliche but very good nice sunday like watch can... 
I wouldn't even say nice Sunday watch, but it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not nice, but it's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy, easy horror. Watch. It's an easy horror. Yeah. It's nothing yeah. like the next movie we're going to talk about. But we'll give quick ratings, and I think we both. Agree, I think we might have the same order. So, is your last Fear Street three? Last is Fear Street three. I gave that a three. Um, I gave that a three out of five, so six out of six out of ten. Yeah, I've given it a three point five for a six point five out of ten. So yeah, just got it. Um, next for me is Fear Street 1, and I actually yep. get that a 3.5 for a 6.7. So I gave that a 3.5, yeah. Yep, and the, of course is first, is Fear Street 2 for a 4 out of 5 for a 7.3. Yep, that's exactly, yep, the same. Let's go, baby, let's go. Yeah. So I'm glad you got to watch them, because I think, like, people, if they looked at our list, they'd be like, oh, why they chuck this movie in? Because it's not really a staple of horror. Um... Did you get around to watching Hereditary? No, because it's a movie that I've just recently oh, recently watched, but like it's stained in my brain. Oh, that's okay then. Okay, I didn't know that. But yeah, so movie 21 <clears throat> is Hereditary. This is my second favorite horror of all time. I'm going to just put that out there. Um, bit of a spoiler, but it's kind of hard to not talk about this movie and just express my love for how fucking creepy this movie is and i've watched it about four times now and it still makes my back fucking hurt from me just moving my spine and getting all tingly and shit bro i don't know how you feel about this movie but it's how i feel yeah so originally when i first watched it i gave it a four out of five but like thinking about it the amount of impact it's had on me i'm i reckon i'm gonna change this to a five out of five hey mm-hmm. It's, I'm about it's, to log in um, on Letterboxd, but honestly, there's just like a lot of scenes and also like a lot of psych- um, psychological um, stuff to it where it's just really fucked. You know, when the chick was putting her head out and then Peter goes and hits a, like a pole and then the, the door, like, yeah, the yeah. sister's head just gets absolutely demolished and then he goes back home and then he starts hearing the clicks because the annoying little sister would click her fucking thing and obviously she's dead and the mum just like um crawl because the mum's like possessed right so she's like crawling around dude that uh, part gets me every time dude dude when he like wakes up and she's like on the wall i'm like what yeah the dude. Fuck, dude nah i i think this movie is a perfect example that you don't need to do like big shock horror just fuck you up it's just, it plays on fears. Mm. It just definitely plays on fears rather than just, like, jump scares, even though it is jump scary. But, like, you know, it just builds that perfect suspense on on the important scenes that it's trying to trying to show you. It's not cheesy. It's not cheesy jump scares. You watch, no, it's not. It's it's really, like you said, built-up suspense horror. Like, it's, it's, it's probably how you would actually feel if you lost your fucking sister getting head hit by a pole, and then you, you'd probably actually start getting, how do you say it? You, you know, you started getting haunted, pretty much. It's my best way of saying it. Especially when he was faded. Yeah, he's fucking faded, Eddie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that scene of her head just sitting on the road covered in ants was not needed, and it's but it also is one of the most needed scenes in this movie, if that makes sense. It really makes you uncomfortable if... Like, I will never... Just shows you how real it is. Yeah. Yeah, It just shows how real the death was. We'll never forget that scene. And I think that, um, like you said, the the suspense building up to it, you kind of like... 
sometimes I watched it this time and I was kind of thinking like, oh, is it like a five out of five? Because like in the middle, I kind of know like nothing really happens besides like it's more of like a storyline development and like seeing more about the family and all that and how they're struggling and all that. But I think it's so well, um, well, the acted and, you know, screenplay that you never take your eyes off it. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. um, I think that, you know, it all comes down, it's, it's all needed because when it comes down to those final 45 minutes, it's just absolute chaos. Like figuring out that support person that was, was always a part of the cult with the grandma. And the, then she finds out the grandma was the leader of the cult and it's pretty much just haunted the whole family to make a new king. And it's just proper fucked up man it's just proper like like you said like the dad getting burned on fire the, the mum crawling across the walls her chopping her own fucking head off and you just fucking hear it and see it oh but yeah i just changed it to a five out of five hey it's nuts maybe yeah absolutely typical of horror for me and i think that final shot as well like i think making charlie the king in the brother's body is like a really good addition to it i think that really tips it off um, but I, I give it a 5 out of 5 for a 9.8 out of 10. 9.6 for me. Nice. Um, we are getting a bit tired. It's a bit late. So would you want to just do one more or do you want to do two more? No, we'll do Poltergeist and that and we'll call it and then we'll do the rest. Another time? Later. Yeah. So it's getting a bit late here and we're going to... We've done a lot of movies. I'm proud of us. We've, we've gone through it. Good job, Gerald. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Pat Thanks, man. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> because we're going to talk about this last movie and it's fucking average as shit. <laughs> oh, this next movie is Poltergeist 1982. My mom actually recommended this movie to me. Um, she said when she was younger, it was a massive horror film because mum was about, I think, uh, 11 when this came out or 10. And she said, yeah, growing up, this was like the horror to watch, you know, and this was like, one of those, it was an M-rated horror, so everyone could watch it. Hey, everyone can watch The Nun. And I can see that because it didn't really have any horror elements for me. I don't know about you. Nah, it wasn't very scary. Like, I can definitely see how it's um, how it's labelled as horror because back in 1982, when you see that shit, that's pretty spooky, you know? Like, it's 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 haunt, It's like a haunting, dude. Like, yes, you know? Yes, that's a, very good, that's a very good way of saying it. It is like a haunting, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty much a haunting. I mean, it is a haunting. It's not like a haunting. It is a haunting. It is a haunting, yeah. But in terms of the way that they displayed that haunting was was pretty mid. It was pretty mid. Um, I think the start kind of had me interested because it's kind of like, where is this going? What is it going to do with it? And, um, you know, taking the little girl was a nice little addition. And I think um, all the effects it did, like the tree and like all the the pictures and every part of the house shaking and actually using like I think doing all that would have been really hard to make you know what I mean like making it was just very bright like it was just flashing like watching it it just felt like I was staring to a fucking flashlight the entire time (laughs) I don't know about you but it was just like so blue and white I was like (laughs) blinded yeah they need to put a warning on that shit eh for the people with epilepsy yeah (laughs) but um yeah overall um the movie, it's just like an old movie that didn't really hold up very well to me, honestly. It's still pretty good, though. Um, but I, I think it holds up. I think it pretty holds up pretty well um, with the special effects, like using actual, like I said, using real 
set things, real pictures and all that, and making a move and all that. But when it comes down to the CGI part, when they use like the electricity and stuff, it's dog shit. And don't get me started on the fucking audio, dude. <laughs> don't get me started. He's coming out swinging. He's coming out swinging about the audio, bro. He's coming out. But um, yeah, I I think that it's fine. I will probably never rewatch it. I. Um, never I think the funniest thing you've ever said to me about a movie is when you said about the sister, the older sister. Oh, dude, when the older sister was just, like, experiencing all this shit and she's like, nah, see you later, bye. She's like, I ain't staying here. I'm out of here. That is so real. I would not stay there either. I think what I didn't like about this film is that um, they built the, ha- the estate on a cemetery. And it's yeah. kind of like, I'm pretty sure that can't happen in real life, surely. Nah, um, who knows, dude? Who knows? I didn't like that part. I thought it was a bit easy, cheesy. Back in, back in the day, there wouldn't be any restrictions. Obviously, now. Yeah, Matt, I think maybe because we're in Australia, we don't really know because we're not as... In Perth, you know, it's such a less populated area than any place in America. So maybe they've got too many grave sites for too many years. Yeah, but also, if I found out that place was over a cemetery, fuck no. There's yeah, no like, way, dude. Fucking out of here, bro. Yeah, I'll be fucking camping out until I have enough money for a new place, for real. <laughs> stay, stay back. I've got to move back in my mum, bro. <laughs> yeah, pitching out in that, in that little caravan thing that you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, overall, I think it's, it's fine, but, yeah, I'm never going to see that again and probably, yeah. I'm I'm looking at the these other movies we got coming up, um, and I'm glad that towards the end we kind of got a few new ones, because yeah, like like we've said, like it's good to get these old ones out of the way, but I don't think I'd ever rewatch a lot of them. Um, even though I've given a lot of them like a five out of five, I, d- I still don't think I'd rewatch it. I think the only really old one I'd watch is Scream. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably a good. But that's chat. not even that old. It's only like nineteen ninety six or something but still it's still pretty old yeah yeah so um like i said i'm glad we did it but it's it's starting to get a bit much but we're gonna push through gerald because we got one more episode left um and we've got one two three four five six seven eight no we've got nine films is that nine yeah nine films left then we're done bro and then we can chill out and then we can do single movie episodes and deep more into a film and that, but I'm glad that we're doing this. We're getting ourselves out of our comfort zone. And special guests as well. I'm, I'm guessing special guests in there. For sure, dude. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta work on a few things, and we gotta figure out how we're gonna do it. But we will want to do special guests and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But have we done the ratings for Pulsar guys? If not, I'll, I gave it a three out of five. I gave it a three out of five as well for six out. Of yeah. 10. I was even going to say like 6 out of 10 or like pushing 5.9 out of 10. Yeah, I think it's around there. Yeah, I think it's fine. But all right, I'm pretty tired. I don't know about you, bro, but... Yeah, it's 9.30 where we are, so... I'm never filming this late again, dude, and you're never playing FIFA before. (laughs) Hey, that last time was not my my fault, so... Yeah, that is fair. But it's okay. We pushed through it. I'm really glad that um, we got an hour and 20... I think that's pretty good. I, I didn't expect us to go over an hour. so I didn't think so either. But yeah. All right. Thank you for tuning to episode two of 4K Puppy. Thank you, Gerald, for coming on again. And um, pretty much 
yeah, like, subscribe, follow us. We've got some big news coming up soon. Keep your eyes peeled everywhere, dude. Being Human Show, YouTube, Instagram, Sushi Papa Instagram, my Instagram. TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Where is this, this back half of the year, not even movie-wise, but every other-wise is, is going to be massive. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Peace out.